You're listening to episode 29 of the Business by Intuition podcast. Welcome to the Business by Intuition podcast. I'm your host, Krista Bauer, online business strategist, heartfelt copywriter, and kind marketing mentor for sensitive solopreneurs. If you're an online entrepreneur who wants to create a business led by your intuition, not the loud mainstream advice that's out there, then light a candle, diffuse your favorite oil, and let's talk about how we can make the process of creating a heart-driven business both simple and fulfilling. Enjoy the show. I wanted to talk to you today about a fairly common struggle that a lot of clients have. I've had this question come up recently about using images in your website and in your marketing and your graphics and how to use those images properly, where to find images and kind of a little bit about my process and how I find the right image when I'm trying to create a sales page or I'm trying to find the right images to help convey messages on my website. And I've had this question quite a bit in the past, actually. It's come up recently with a client. I've had it asked of me before, and I realized that I haven't really talked about this uh, too much in any of my content before. So I did write an article I think it was back in 2020, and it was about how to authentically use visuals to engage your audience. And I've given some tips in there about how you can do this authentically, because if you follow any of the authentic online marketing circles, and if you're here, I'm sure that you do, or if you follow my mentor, George Cow, then you would know that George is not really a fan of using any design, any visuals really in any of his marketing. He uses some, but he's light on the visuals. And he's admitted that this is not necessarily a skill of his, but he also believes that it can attract superficial engagement with your audience. So image-based content, you know, is designed to stop the scroll and get people to just see the image, like the image as opposed to really interacting with your content and liking it because they really resonate and leaving comments and engaging with you. So I'll talk a little bit about my philosophy around this and I'll talk to you about how you can do this in a way that feels authentic for you and for your audience. Um, So let's get into this episode. So if you're here and you're someone who struggles with any of the design pieces of your business or your marketing, and you want your website or your graphics or your sales page to look and feel like you, and you want to help it to create a mood the right vibe and the right energy and the right feeling when your potential clients land on your sales page or your website, you want them to walk away and feel something. And you want your the energy of your business to evoke some type of you know feeling for them. And imagery is a really great way to do this. So I'm a big fan of using images in my content. And there's a few reasons for that. And I'll talk to you first about my philosophy on using imagery. And when this might be authentic for you to use imagery, because I know George often talks a lot about just using text-based content. And if you're marketing on Facebook, of course, you can't use text-based content on Instagram. You have to use an image. And even still, when George 
advertises on Instagram, his images are really simply text-based graphics with a colored background. And there's really no flair. It's just the text on a colored background. And that's simply so that he can post the ad on Instagram. Otherwise, he wouldn't be able to do any ads. So here's my philosophy around using images and why I use images and why I recommend you use images in your marketing and feel good about that is, first of all, for myself, I have a value around beauty, not the superficial kind, but the kind that moves people, the kind that makes people feel something, the kind of beauty that really inspires people. And I have a value around harmony, like having my environment feel harmonious and in alignment and in balance. I need that. If something feels misaligned to me, I have to fix it. It's like I cannot be comfortable until my environment, my space feels like it's back in in harmony. And the other thing that I have a real value around is the details. I'm a details person. Like when it comes to, you know, aesthetic and when it comes to design and when it comes to creating an experience, for example, I'm the person that you want on your team to come in and kind of show you what you've missed or show you how we can make things a little better, a little more personal, just make people evoke more emotion in whatever that is. A really good example of this is when I was planning my wedding back in 2011, I got married in 2012, September of 2012. And I loved the planning process of my wedding. I loved all aspects of creating this personal experience for not just us, but for our friends and our family. It was a very small wedding, small-ish. It was about 75 people, just friends and family. Everybody that was there, we knew they were there because we loved them. They were a part of our lives. We cared deeply for them. And we had so many personal touches right down to everybody got a personalized card on the table where they sat addressed to them, thanking them for being there and sharing every card. We shared a little story. Both my husband and I shared a little story about that person and about our relationship that was unique to them. And yes, it took a long time to do it, but it is one of the things that I love to do is just really those little details that help make something feel personal. And I think that imagery has the power to really do that. So when we have an online business, there's only so much we can do. We are not meeting our clients face to face. We don't, you know, we don't get to sit down and take them for coffee and shake their hand. So imagery is one way that we can make the experience with us and with yourself and your business and between you and your clients feel personal. It can help to spark that emotional connection that you want to have and want to create with your audience. Sometimes imagery is just powerful because it can help you convey your message in a way that some words can't. Sometimes there just are no words to be able to really say what it is you want to say. And visuals can really help you get your message through and articulate what it is that you want to say to your audience, maybe better than you can in words, especially if you're someone who struggles to come up with the right words. So imagery can be powerful that way. I do agree with George that, you know, your content, your message, whether that's you speaking through a podcast or on a YouTube video or writing a blog post or a social media caption, there's nothing that can trump that. 
that's you speaking from your heart, but your imagery can definitely support your message. But what, what I find a lot of times with clients and students is that when you don't know how to use images or it's not your forte or you don't have that love of detail that I have, it can sometimes detract from your message and it can have the opposite impact where your imagery then begins to take away from your message. It no longer supports your message and helps to draw in the clients that are a fit. It no longer represents who you are. The imagery no longer sort of reflects the energy of your business and the vibe that you have. And then it can kind of put potential clients off. They come to your website and the imagery is not really in alignment with like who you are or the words on your website or what your business is all about. So it can have a powerful effect in a negative way as well if we're not using them correctly. So another value that I have around, I shouldn't say value, but another philosophy that I have about using imagery is if you're a creative person like I am, you know, you're going to want to use imagery in your marketing. You're going to want to use imagery in your website. You're going to want to use it in your graphics. That's going to feel really good for you. And if that feels really good for you, then it's aligned with who you are. It should feel authentic to use them in your business. I'll tell you when it doesn't feel authentic to use visuals in your business. And that is when you're simply using an image to try to get attention capture someone's attention for the wrong reasons. You just want them to stop, get their attention, suck them in to the message, that sort of loud, noisy marketing that we're bombarded with on Facebook or anywhere you go these days. If you're trying to do it for those reasons, then those are definitely not authentic reasons. But if it feels in alignment with who you are and you're a creative person and you have a value around this and it feels fun to create, it's part of your creative process, it's a part of expressing yourself in your business, then by all means, use the images. So one of the mistakes that people that I see a lot of people making is one just being too literal and thinking that every image needs to show exactly what it is that you're saying with your words or your copy. So for instance, in my own branding and my own website with my imagery, I often use florals. I will often use nature inspired imagery. And if I'm talking about writing copy or I'm talking about, you know, really anything in my business, there might be this inclination for me to find someone who's writing, or there might be an inclination for me to find someone who is typing away on their computer, but you don't need to be that literal. You want to be conscious that the image doesn't detract from the words or feel out of alignment with what it is that you're actually saying, because that can confuse people. It can send the wrong message. But oftentimes when it comes to imagery, I'm thinking about what is the emotion? What is the feeling that I'm trying to convey here? So if it's this feeling of like freedom, for instance, freedom to me may look completely different for you. And like freedom for me, when I think about that, when I'm trying to illustrate freedom for someone in their business, I often think of like a woman running in a field wearing a flowy flowery dress. That feels like freedom to me. Maybe for you, it's like your hair down, driving down the highway in a red Corvette with your sunglasses on, listening to music. That could be freedom for you. And so it doesn't matter what I think freedom looks like. It doesn't matter what your audience thinks freedom feels like. Go with what feels like freedom to you. 
you can always kind of ask people as well, like what sort of resonates, but I always say, just kind of check in with yourself, like what feels really good to you, because this is really the reflection of how you're feeling. And then we want to put those feelers out and have people respond to kind of who we are and our energy. So if you're really unsure of yourself, by all means, ask people, like, what do you get when you look at this image, right? Like if a lot of people are telling you, I don't feel freedom when I look at that, you know, I feel something else and it's something other than freedom, something that doesn't feel like freedom at all. And you realize that that's not really the vibe and the energy you're going for, then maybe it's time to reach out and get some help with this. But for the most part, if you're feeling like, you just want to convey a message with your images and you like books, but you work with children and you're not sure how that can all relate, you know, just think about what the feeling is that you're trying to convey. Does that image convey that feeling? Does it help people kind of see themselves in that scenario and feel good? I want to give you the permission with this to just experiment and be creative and go with what's on your heart. When you get it all together, if you're working on a website or you're working on a sales page, you could always reach out and ask someone for their feedback and ask them like, what is the energy that you're feeling as you read through my page, as you scan through the images on my site? What is it that you feel when you're done? Like, what is the overall vibe and energy? And the other mistake that I see people making is focusing on the negative, the negative emotion. In my branding, if you go to my website, you go to my social media, it doesn't matter what you look at, you will never find images of anything that's focused on a negative emotion. I put negative in quotes because, you know, there are no good and bad emotions, but I just put that in quotes because what I'm trying to say is that if you come to my website, I want to focus on the possibilities for people. I want to focus on the positive aspects. And so an example of this might be, let's say you are working with, you know, really stressed out and overwhelmed parents who don't know how to manage their child's behavior. And they're feeling really overwhelmed. They're feeling really stressed out, maybe feeling really alone. And I go to your website, I'm looking at your sales page. And the first thing I see is this really sort of depressed looking dad or a frustrated and angry looking mom with her hands on her head out of frustration, looking like she's got nowhere else to go, just utter despair. I see that happening in a lot of marketing, but what I try to do and what I coach my clients to do as well is to focus on what you want your clients to feel, not how they're feeling. So we can explain how we're feeling in our copy just to go off on a little bit of a tangent into our copywriting, we can talk about some of those pain points to be able to diagnose the problem so that people understand that you get them and that they know they're in the right place. We need to be able to diagnose it. But I never use sort of the negative aspect of an emotion on my sales page or my website or in any of my branding or any of my marketing materials. What you would find instead is maybe a picture of a mom who's happily engaged with her children, who's playing with her kids, a dad who is hugging his child, whatever it is, the result that your clients are going for, or the feeling and the possibility that I want to be able to convey to my audience is what I focus on. I never bring in those images that express anger and stress, the feeling that people are trying to move from. 
that place, wherever they are, when they come to you, they're feeling overwhelmed, they're feeling stressed out, they're feeling shame, they're feeling tired, they're feeling confused, whatever that is. I never focus on that emotion. I focus on the emotion they're trying to get to or the feeling and the place that they're trying to get to. I think there's a big difference when you can take someone from where they are and transform them into the place they want to be. Even if they never work with you, that feels better, right? Like that just feels good. It gives them for even just a moment, solace, a break, breathing space. And I think it's one of the reasons why when people engage with me, they often tell me, you know, your website or whatever they're engaged with, any of my online presence, it feels like it's such a calming space. I can breathe when I'm here. And I I just love hearing that from people. That's how I want people to feel. I want them to come and I want them to feel spaciousness. And I want them to be able to have the space to focus on what's possible for them to walk away feeling inspired, whether or not they ever decide to work with me. I always want them to walk away feeling empowered, just a little more empowered, a little more inspired, a little more clarity, a little more whatever as they leave whenever they're engaged with me. So I called it a mistake. I st- it's not maybe not necessarily a mistake to focus on the stress, the overwhelm and everything else, but it is so much more empowering and inspirational when you can focus on the possibilities for your audience. I can talk about images and using imagery and visual marketing all day long. So I'm not going to know when to stop. So I'm trying to look at my notes here and stay on task. Okay. So let's get into the next one. Another question I was asked recently is where to get beautiful, high quality, high resolution stock images. And some of you may be surprised where I get mine. I just get mine from Canva. I use Canva Pro. I will leave a link down below. Even if you're just a free Canva user, they still have tons of images. They may not have as many. I think when you're a pro user, you get access to like probably hundreds of thousands of images. So I don't know what it is compared to the free account. I probably have access to a lot more, but previous to using Canva, I just do everything in Canva now to keep it simple. I used to use Photoshop. I used to use Illustrator. I used to use Unsplash as my other favorite stock photography site. But now to keep it all simple, I go to Canva as my one-stop shop. And as I mentioned, unsplash.com, and I'll leave links in the show notes, is my other favorite place to get stock images occasionally, very rarely, if I just can't find what I'm looking for in Canva, I'll hop over to Unsplash and I can usually find what I need there. I do have a a few paid stock photography sites that I recommend. I haven't really used them myself, but I think they would align with more of the holistic sort of coach, healer, artist in more of the kind of organic, natural healing space. And I will link that in the show notes below. You can also create your own images. So you can create graphics in Canva and you can also take your own photos and upload those to your website. I love seeing when people have their own photos. If you have the time and you have the skill and you have a decent camera, maybe know how to do some light editing to make the photo fit in with the rest of your branding or the rest of your imagery. I care about those things. I know not everyone does, but those things for me matter. And if you have that skill or you have that time and you have that interest, it's fun to do. 
as a mom of two small kids, it is not something that I have very much time to do. So I rely mostly on stock images. I would say 95% of my imagery is stock photos. Occasionally I take some of my own, but right now that is just not something that I can afford to spend a lot of my time on. It's fun to do. Yes. But does it really push the needle in my business forward? No, not really. So, you know, use that with caution. If you've got photos on your phone already, then, and they feel like they would be a fit for your blog or your website, use those. Nothing is more personal than kind of seeing the world through your own eyes. So you don't do that if it's feasible for you to do that. And the other thing that I wanted to mention too, is if you thought that you could use images from Pinterest, for example, in your social media or on your website, I want to make a note that you cannot, those are copyrighted images, meaning those are images, the images that you see on Pinterest are graphics that people have created. They're their own images that they've uploaded. You can save them in a board on your Pinterest, you can share them with people. You could even print them out and stick them in your own personal journal for a vision boarding exercise if that's what you need to do, but you cannot use them on your website. You can create an inspiration board with images that you like from Pinterest if you're trying to redesign or rebrand something, or you just like the imagery and this, these are the kinds of images you would like to try to find elsewhere on Canva or on splash.com, but do not use the images on your website. So the next thing you might be wondering is how to find the right images. Okay. So it's great that I have Canva or I have Unsplash, but there are hundreds of thousands of images. How do I find the right image for what I'm creating? Like how do I find the right image for my sales page or for my website header or whatever? So this is my process for finding images. Actually, I've done a video on this and it's the video is quite old, but I think the information is still pretty relevant on how you can use Pinterest to source inspiration for your brand and things like that. And it's a very similar process that I followed in there that I do now. I'll give you the high level. I think it was about a 40 minute training. It's for free. You can find it on YouTube. I'll leave the link for you below. But essentially what I do is, again, is the feeling that I'm going for. Sometimes I think more literal terms, like maybe if you are a you know, massage therapist, you're going to type in massage therapy or other things that you may use in a massage therapy session, like essential oils or candles or massage table or spa or whatever that looks like. So I start to kind of brainstorm other things that would apply to the topic at hand. So the earlier I said, you don't always, always need to be literal. No, you don't always need to be literal, but it is okay to be literal as well. You just want to be careful because there's a lot of stock images that look like stock images and then it kind of puts me off a little bit. So that's why I threw that in there because some of the sites that I'm thinking about that have been very literal are people who use these stock images. They're very literal and they look like really corporate stock images. And most of the clients I work with, all of the clients for that matter, that's not really the vibe that they're going for. So the other thing that I do is when I'm searching for imagery is I've talked about doing it literally. So thinking about what are you actually talking about? The example of the workspace for copywriting or someone writing in their journal or their diary. And a lot of times though, I don't do the literal thing. Most of the time I would say 
more often than not, I don't, I'm just trying to convey that emotion, have that feeling come through. So for example, in my business, I use a lot of nature inspired photos. I use a lot of florals. So it doesn't really matter what I'm talking about. I can use nature inspired photos and florals in anything that I create. And that's because it creates the mood. It creates the energy. It gives people a sense of what I'm about. I may use it for the colors. So again, you don't have to be literally, you can be figurative with all of this stuff. So you think, what is the emotion that I want to convey? And then find images that reflect that, or maybe something you just really like, like, I just like coffee. (laughs) I like gemstones. I collect crystals and I want to put that in my branding. I want to use that in my imagery. Of course, if it makes sense, it might not always be the right time to use it, but I will do those things because I want people to get a sense of who I am and I can do that subtly without having to tell them, Hey, I like these things through the use of imagery. So I talked earlier, earlier about like, if you are someone who works with parents, for instance, and you want to focus on creating the feeling and the possibilities for people, you know, rather than focusing on the stressed out parent who looks frustrated, for instance, could you use things like a really calm setting that has dim lidded candles that has someone sitting there looking out the window, holding a cup of tea. Could you use imagery like that? Could you show an image of books on a bedside? Of course you can, because that's probably something that your clients want. If you're working with stressed out parents who never have time for themselves, these are things that they want. These are possibilities. So yes, you can use them. Of course, it has to make sense. It has to be you know, cohesive with the message, it all has to kind of tie in together. But if you're creating that sense of possibility and focusing on the result and the feeling that someone wants to have while working with you or what that experience will be like after they're done working with you, yes, bring in those types of images. I will literally go in and I will just think of keywords that I think about my business. And that that's usually candles, gemstones, forest, flowy, floral dress, flower crowns, minimalism, neutral tones, organic. These are some of the keywords that I use when I associate feelings with my business. There's tons more that I'm probably forgetting, but these are some of the main ones because I can get kind of tangible results. Journaling, diary, laptop, female typing, plants, trying to think some others just to kind of give you some ideas, but this is what you can do to kind of make a little brainstorm or mind map of some of the keywords that you can associate with your business, focusing on the feelings you want your clients to have when they're working with you and the feelings you want your clients to feel when they engage with you. Think about the results that they're trying to get to, what kind of things come up. Think about some of the things that you're interested in, right? Like what interests you? Like, I just love florals. I love flowy, flowery dresses. I love kind of the boho sort of style and fashion and home decor. That always works its way into all of my visual marketing. All of my content kind of reflects that. So the last thing that I want to leave you with, and it's an important piece, is the sizing of photos. So first of all, if you download any images from Unsplash, you will definitely need to resize them because they are massive files, even the smallest resolution. They have three download sizes. The smallest one is will even be too big. When you're uploading pictures to your website, 
you want to make sure you can compress those images and that they're as small as possible. So it's not slowing your site down and making the load times be really, really long. So one of the things that I would recommend is when you download a, an image from Unsplash or from Canva is to then upload it into a tool. It's a free tool that I use. It's called tinyjpeg.com. I'll leave the link below. You can upload your file there and then it'll compress the image for you. And then you can upload it into your website. The other thing that I do before I even do that is I make sure the image is already sized correctly and I just use Canva. So I know what dimensions my, you know, website hero image is. I have other images that I use for different things. So my blog post featured image is a certain size. So I have those templates already created in Canva. Then I go into Canva, I do a search on the photo that I want, and then I bring that photo into the template that I'm using. I download it as a JPEG. Unless you're doing transparent background, then you can use a PNG, but otherwise only use JPEGs on the lowest quality because for the web, you want them to be small and it really won't make much difference on the web for your resolution, unless you're putting a really tiny image in a really big space. Otherwise, you just want to try to make sure that the images are as small as possible to keep those load times low. And so I do that. And then once I get all of that formatted properly, then I'll go ahead and I'll upload it to my website. And then even from there, you can compress the images even further using plugins if you're using WordPress, for instance. So that was a lot of information, more of a practical podcast episode, I know, and it might even be a little tricky because I'm not actually showing you like I could in a blog post or in a video, you can't see some of these things, but I do hope that it kind of helps and it makes sense. And talking about visual marketing are always really fun things to do. I love talking about it. In case you need more help with your visual marketing, I want to let you know I have a course. It's called Visual Marketing for Beginners that I co-taught and facilitated with George Cow. If you're interested in learning more about that course, I'll leave the links to the show notes below. I'm also in the process of re-recording that content. So if you'd like more information about the updated version of that course when it's available, then the best way to learn about that and to be notified is to hop on my newsletter list called The Monday Letters. It's a weekly newsletter where I talk about all things authentic marketing, heart-centered marketing, growing your business with heart. I send it out every single Monday or most Mondays, and that is where you can get all of the updates and latest news in terms of new courses, new offerings, and things that are happening. And of course, discount codes if you are on that list. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode and found it helpful. If you have any questions, feel free to leave me a voice message. Thanks for tuning in and I look forward to seeing you again next time. Thanks for listening to the Business by Intuition podcast with me, your host, Krista Bauer. I hope you've enjoyed today's insights and will take some time to reflect on how you can implement this guidance and use it to help you create a sustainable business following your intuition not formulas. As always, you can head over to kristabauer.com forward slash podcast to sign up for my email list and get the links and resources in the show notes. 
If you love today's episode and would like to support this podcast, please consider leaving a review and subscribe so you can tune in next time. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you again soon.